Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 86, I'm going to call it, but it might be 85 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast, the YouTube show, all of that going on right now. We've got, you can watch us live on YouTube and add your comments or questions in the chat and we will get to you guys. I think we'll do some polls during the show, during the first few blocks of the show, and then we will get to the actual uh, listener comments and questions in the C block of the show. We have a ton to do. This was a massive week seven in the NFL, but as we always do, let's start with what we're not starting with, what we're not discussing. Here's what did not make the cut for today's show. Zion and Brandon Ingram injured. I got to tell you, I was a little confused. I was watching football yesterday, obviously, but then in the late window of games, got alerted the Pelicans game went to was tight late, and so I turn it on, and I see Zion's not on the court but he wasn't in foul trouble, so I was a little concerned. He has a bit of an injury. You'll probably will know more about that as the day goes on. That team lost a heartbreaker. The World Series is set. Astros against the Phillies. I think we might make it through the entirety of the baseball playoffs without doing a full segment on them. And the House of Dragon season finale. I'm not even going to give you my thoughts on it. I have seen it, but it just came out hours ago. I don't want people to think we're going to be spoiling it. It is not a spoiler to tell you we are starting with the Chiefs dominating the San Francisco 49ers. At least I assume we are. This is where I welcome in Demonze. Demonze, get us started. Yep, San Francisco made all the headlines last week, but the Chiefs dominated them. The Chiefs are now 3-0 in games where they were down by 10 this year. Yep. The Chiefs look like a Super Bowl contender, and the 49ers obviously think they are too, or they wouldn't have traded all those picks for Christian McCaffrey. Yep. What was the story, the Chiefs' dominance or San Francisco being a clear tier below them? All right, let's start with the San Francisco side quickly, and then we'll get to the Chiefs' side. And also, shout out to the producers who, after I've been begging them to put 20 minutes on the clock for our A block <laughs> on Mondays, they put 21 minutes on, gave me an extra one minute here. I appreciate that. All right, the Niners have two obvious issues. One is their quarterback. Now, their quarterback, it was not the reason they lost yesterday. However, that pick he threw at the goal line when the game was still tight that allowed the Chiefs to take firm control of it, that is, Jimmy G is going to do that once a half. He tried to do it again later in the game, throw another goal line pick. Uh, the Chiefs' corner, I think, was Sneed, just wasn't able to get to it. Right. But they know that. That's why they went and got Christian McCaffrey, so they can take the ball out of his hands. The bigger concern for the Niners 
is they got healthy for this game. They had the number one defense in the league by a yardage metric. They had a top three defense by points metric. And the Chiefs, here's how their drives went. Interception by Mahomes on the opening drive. Touchdown, touchdown, end of half drive, sliced them down the field. Mahomes threw a touchdown. There was a very questionable low block penalty on Jarek McKinnon. Wiped the touchdown off the board. So the Chiefs kicked a field goal and missed it. So four opening, four first half drives after the opening drive where he threw a pick, down the field for a touchdown, down the field for a touchdown, down the field could have been for a touchdown, goes off the board. Second half, touchdown, 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 put in Chad Henning. So that is eight drives against the Chiefs' number one offense, six ended in touchdowns, a seventh would have, if not for a questionable call, and Mahomes made one mistake. The, the Chiefs had a clear plan to try to use the Niners' pass rush against them. They kept running at Nicky Bosa. Yeah. It worked beautifully. McCall Hardman had the best game of his life. So for the Niners, you can't... Your whole idea is we are going to get just enough out of Jimmy G in the offense, and our defense is going to carry us. Having the Chiefs hang 44 on you, well, 42. Jimmy G took another safety. Uh, is is concerning. Now to the Chiefs' side of things. The Mahomes numbers, there's a whole article on NFL.com that is just about the records Mahomes set yesterday. So a few different things. So Mahomes is now 13-9 and in his career when he trails by double digits. That is 59% of the time when down 10-plus he wins. The next highest in the league is Tom Brady at 39%. But that actually understates it because while he's 13 and nine overall, he started his career one and four in games when he trails by double digits. So since 2019, he is 12 and five in games where he trails by 10 points. For context for that, highest quarterback winning percentage including the playoffs since 2019. So the last 2019, 20, four seasons. Mahomes wins 79% of his games. Aaron Rodgers wins 73% of his games. Mahomes wins 71% of his games when trailing by double double figures. And then number four is Tom Brady at 70%. So the only quarterback in the last three and a half years who wins more games overall than Mahomes wins when trailing by double, pardon me, double figures, is Aaron Rodgers. Also, yesterday was Mahomes' 70th career game. He now is first all-time through 70 games in wins, yards, and touchdowns. Yesterday was Mahomes' eighth career game with 400 yards and three passing touchdowns, okay? His eighth career game. That is the fifth most in league history. Breeze has 12, Manning and Marino have 11, and Brady has 10. Those four guys, this is all from NFL.com, did that in a combined 1,120 games. The fewest was Marino, who played 242. Mahomes has five. He has played, as I just mentioned, 70 games. The Chiefs have the highest scoring offense in the league by a mile, and this is all without Tyreek Hill. And so 
This is what, when people ask me why I get so irritated about the Josh Allen commentary. It is not because Josh Allen is not an excellent player. He is. But Josh Allen is right now Carl Malone in the 90s to Michael Jordan. Okay. He is a, a guy who is and could potentially be an all-time great, but he is up against the most talented player in the history of the league who has had the greatest start to a career of any player in the history of the league. One other fun note about comebacks. This year, and this is not from NFL.com, this is from my great statisticians, Dusty and Josh. This, this year, Mahomes win down double digits is 3-0. and The rest of the NFL is 17-71-1. So Mahomes has three double-digit comebacks. The rest of the league does it 19% of the time. It is just another level entirely. And this was against a defense that you guys heard me last week. I thought could give the Chiefs real problems. Yeah. And they got everybody back. They got healthy. And yesterday was another example that when that Chiefs offensive line plays well, which it did not against Buffalo, it did not in the first half against uh, the Raiders, when the Chiefs offensive line plays well, the offense is unstoppable. This was also the 20th consecutive game the Chiefs either had a lead or at least tied for the lead in the fourth quarter. So there has not been a game for the last 20 games they have played. There's not been one that they were not at least in position to win. All right, next. All right, for the last decade, we've all asked the same question. And that's when will Father Time beat Tom Brady? Yeah. Well, it seems like it's officially happening. The Fire Sale Panthers and P.J. Walker quarterback embarrassed the GOAT 21-3. to Should Brady have stayed retired? And do you think he makes it to the end of the season? All right, so a lot of things here. And one is, Matt, maybe you can tell me in my ear. I don't know if Gabe is in studio today. Because okay. this has to have been, Gabe is in <laughs> studio. So this is football nirvana for our fearless leader, Gabe Goodwin, the owner of and operator of Blue Duck Media, who produces this podcast. So Gabe is a Jets fan who over the last decade has become a part-time Jets fan because they've been so devastating and a full-time Tom Brady hater. Right. He dedicates, he has in the past dedicated more of his football energy to rooting for the demise of Brady than rooting for the Jets. But right now, both are on fire. Right now, the Jets have won four in a row while Brady has lost what has he lost? Three or four? D at least two in a row, maybe three in a row. I'm not sure. I know Rodgers has lost three in a row. What, oh, Brady. Sorry. Yeah, the whatever it is for Tampa, and the last two losses are horrifying. So they've lost four out of five. They beat Atlanta right. after Brady got that, you know, very beneficial roughing the passer yep. call. But they lost to Pittsburgh as double-digit favorites or nine-point favorites, and they lost to Carolina. DeMonte, that game went off at 13 and a half. And by the way, now, did I have another two and three week against the spread? I did. Did DeMonze have a winning week, which we will discuss later in the show? He did. DeMonze made some sharp bets this week, <laughs> including hitting an unlikely first points of the game will be a field goal in the Niners-Bucks game. Or the Niners-Chiefs game, pardon me. Right. But uh, what I was going to say is, however, 
I did put in that teaser I told you guys about on the Friday Gambling Show, but I, I the teaser I told you guys about was Las Vegas. Texans. Oh, Las Vegas teased against the Texans. Uh, the Raiders. Uh, the that is Las Vegas. It was Las Vegas, New England, and Miami. Right. I added Cincinnati to it at the last minute for a nice little plus two sixty. So I need the Patriots tonight badly. Right. And that teaser comes in. However, the reason I'm bringing that up is I avoided including the Bucks in any teaser because yeah. they are impossible oh, yeah. to trust right now. Now to answer the questions. Brady's goal always was to play until he's at least 45. And I know Gabe's not going to like to hear this, but let me give a slight defense of Tom Brady off the field for a moment. And this is via my friend Laszlo, who you know, who does radio in Kansas City, does a great job. And... He made what I thought was a really interesting point, which is the narrative surrounding Brady and his pending divorce that Bill Simmons said on his podcast this morning that he heard the divorce is finalized, that that's done with. If not, it's very, very close. The narrative has been that the last straw in the relationship was Brady returning to the NFL. Yeah. I think that's what everybody thinks. My buddy Laszlo made a very interesting point that I'm just going to put out there, and then we'll talk football. He said, is it not just as likely, maybe even more likely, that the way that went down was not that the last straw was him returning. It was rather the marriage was hanging by a thread, and he retired as a last-ditch effort to save it. That he said, you know what? I'll quit football. I'll quit. And then after a month of trying to work through it or whatever it was, he realized and they realized there is no saving this. And that that was they that it was broken. Right. And that's when he was like, well, if it's broken, I might as well go back. I, I don't know. Again, I feel a little uncomfortable even talking about this. However, the point is, I think one I, I think either of those is just as likely. And it feels like everyone has just decided the final straw was him returning as opposed to being open to the possibility that the retirement, which everyone thought was odd in the moment and kind of rushed, that that was his, you know, that maybe that was his attempt to save things and then there was no saving things. Okay, so that's the defense of Brady. What you can't defend is his play so far this year. Yeah, He's been awful. And I know people will be like eight touchdowns, one pick. They scored three points against the Panthers. How much do you against think the Panthers. offensive line is responsible for? Well, the offensive line is definitely responsible for why they can't run the ball, which is has had a trickle-down effect on everything else. Everyone, Their teams aren't afraid of them running the ball, so Brady has dropped back 50 times, all of that. However, the idea, this is, and it's the same thing we're going to get to the Packers next. The idea of having... One of these guys is, even when everything goes awry, they are going to fix it. Now, it's not going to be enough if all you have is that guy at quarterback to beat the best teams. But it should be enough to beat the Steelers. It should be enough to beat the Panthers. (laughs) And they have lost these games. They have The Chiefs game they lost because the Chiefs scored 40. Green Bay, they lost. Green Bay scored 14. 
Atlanta, they, or I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, they lost. Pittsburgh scored 20. And Carolina, they lost. Carolina scored 21. So any of those games, if they can get to 21 points or 22 points, I guess they win them all. And that Tampa Bay offense this year, take out the Chiefs game where the Chiefs started playing prevent. That Tampa offense, points scored, 19, 20, but that 20, by the way, wasn't really 20 by the offense because they had to pick six. Right. 12, the 31 against the Chiefs, 21, 18, 3. It's been bad. And it's the last time Tom Brady didn't throw for a touchdown in a game. Well, that's a good question. But it, has it happened multiple times this year? I'm not sure. The I mean, the, this is the worst start to his career in, you know, in in, in my memory. And right. as far as let me I'll I'll go to Brady real quick and see has it happened? No, well, it hadn't happened yet this year. So right. I don't know the last time it happened. But my guess is, honestly, it might have happened in a game they won. Well, I know they lost like 38-3 to three, uh, to the Saints at one point last year, something like that. So okay. that game would have happened. But the should to answer the question, though, which I did not do, uh, does he make it to the end of the season? Yes. In fact, I'm not even certain this will be his last season. I think he might go play for someone else next year. I sure. don't think, this is a weird thing. I don't think he's played well. But I also don't think he's done. Like, I think he still has something left. I think he's in a spot, though, where everything needs to be. He needs to be on the Bucs team he was on two years ago. Awesome weapons, great offensive line, because he can still make the throws. But he's not in a place anymore where he can carry you. But with all that said, in the NFC this year, in that division in particular, I still think the Bucs are going to make the playoffs. Okay. Now. I do not think that about our next topic. Next next topic, please. All oh, right. by the way, our poll, will the Bucks turn it around? 70% say no. Yeah, uh, just real one last thing before we get to the Packers. I, I guess we have to define turn it around because the fact of the matter is right now in that division, you just have to be better than Atlanta. The, the, in the NFC South, Tampa and Atlanta are three and four. And Carolina and New Orleans are two and five. And Car- I know Carolina just beat them, but they are both, they have both been outscored on the year by 25 points, and they're both terrible. Yeah. So I just, uh, you just got to be better than Atlanta. And Atlanta got their teeth kicked in this week, as, as predicted on the show. Why I didn't include Cincinnati in my picks, I don't know. All right, next. Speaking of quarterbacks that are holding their teams hostage this yeah. year. Aaron Rodgers and the Pikers have lost their third straight and this time to a backup quarterback. Rodgers demanded $50 million, a $50 million contract, yet is frustrated he has no one to throw the ball to. Yeah. Is the Packers mess on Rodgers or is it in the front office? Uh, well, this the, I'm going to put the lion's share here on Aaron Rodgers. Right. The, the defense hasn't been great and the receivers have not, uh, you know, popped. Right. But you have now lost. To Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke in three straight weeks. Okay? Now, I understand the argument. The defense needs to be better. That's fine. You are the back-to-back defending MVP, the highest paid player in the sport. Right. And you, on the year, <laughs> have been mediocre. Yeah. You, threw, you've, you throw for 230 yards a game, 
six and a half yards per attempt. It, you do not look like the same guy. Yesterday against Washington, Washington. And by the way, it's another game where now that it was early, but it's another game where you have a 10 point lead. Right. So they're up 14 to three on Washington and they end up losing 23 21. In fact, I want to look at that. I am now thinking of a topic that I want to do uh, on the TV show. I, the only reason I'm saying the TV show and not here is because the like, I don't I, I don't have it built out yet. Okay. But Rogers this year with a double digit lead versus Mahomes this year when trailing by double digits. So Rogers this year had a double digit lead against the Bears and won it. Had did he ever have a double digit lead against the Patriots? I'm checking real quick. They did not. That game was nip and tuck the whole way. By the way, that overtime against the Patriots, the only thing preventing them from having a, a, a two score. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had a <laughs> had a double digit lead against Tampa and won barely. And then had a double digit lead against the Giants late and lost it. Against the Jets, they never had they they didn't. So he's two and two. Rodgers is two and two this year. Went up by 10 plus. Mahomes is 3 and 0, went down by 10 plus. You can't be blowing these games. And Rodgers has to at some point. I mean, again, yesterday, it's like, oh, he was fine. 99 passer rating, two touchdowns, no picks. He threw for 190 yards against Washington. 190 yards on the season. The everything that Rodgers is usually amazing at. He's nowhere to be found. He's 10th in the league in passing. Like he's overthrowing the ball a lot. That's what is what it was. What it, I noticed his deep shots used to be the most devastating play in the right. league. They're gone. So he's 10th in the league in uh, passing yards. He's sixth in the league in uh, passing touchdowns. And he's middle of the pack in passer rate. So has he been awful? No. Is he the highest paid player in the sport? And does he need to be better? Yes. More notably, I did a little thing. We're going to do it on Thursday show. And by the way, also book club, book club debuted on Thursday show. Your book came in the mail. So you got it. You got 40 pages to read before Thursday. Sweet. Remember little history of the world by E.H. Gombrek is the book we've got. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have until Thanksgiving to read it. And then we're going on to the next book that the guy from Penguin Press suggested. But I did this thing today that we're going to do on today's show, uh, which is I took the odds, every team's playoff odds in each conference, and put them in their 1 through 16, where according to Vegas, most likely and least likely to make the playoffs. So I have them each. I have locks, possible, unlikely, and locked out. So for instance, just quickly, according to the playoff odds, Philly, Minnesota, and Dallas are locks to make the playoffs. Right. And Detroit, Carolina, and Chicago are essentially locked out. They are all of the, those teams are either 10 to 1 to make or right. 1 to 10 to make or 10 to 1 to miss. In the AFC, the locks are Buffalo, Kansas, and Kansas City are the only real locks. And the locked out is Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Houston, and Denver. And then you have the teams in the middle. Here's why I bring this up Green Bay for the first time all year, is an underdog to make the playoffs. They are plus 150 to make 
the playoffs. Meanwhile, Minnesota is minus 950 to make the playoffs, which speaks to what giant divisional favorites they are. By the way, speaking, uh, I asked for the extra time. And we're still not even to the final segment. This is Monday NFL football shows. We have a lot to discuss here. So Green Bay is now three and four. You're yeah. asking me if I'm done with them. The answer is yes. I think they're cooked. Do you know off the top of your head? It's fine if you don't. Who they play this week? Um, let me let me the Titans. Maybe? No, let me put it to you a different way. Don't look. Hold on. Don't look. Chiefs are on a bye, and then they play the Titans coming right. back. If you're a team that needs to get right, that has lost three in a row, what is the single worst team right now you could face next week? The Lions, maybe? No, no, no. No, in the other direction. The team that you are least likely to beat. Oh, copy. The Chiefs. No, the Chiefs are on a bye. All right, I shouldn't. The Bills is the answer. They play the Bills in Buffalo next week. So the Green Bay Packers are three and four. They have games left against Buffalo, Dallas, Tennessee, Philadelphia, the Rams, the Dolphins, and Minnesota. That's seven of their remaining games. The only easy games they have left are at Detroit, at Chicago, home for Detroit. Okay? So give them those three wins. That's now six wins. Right. How many do we think you need to make the playoffs? My guess is... 10 gets you in, 9 might. Right. So, of those 7 games, if if they win, if they beat, they win in Detroit, they win in Chicago, and they win home against Detroit. Which, by the way, given how they're playing, are not locks. Even if you give them those 3 wins, they have to find at least 3, probably 4 wins of at Buffalo, home for Dallas, home for Tennessee, at Philly, home for the Rams, at Miami, home for Minnesota. I think they're done. I think the Packers are done, and I think everyone's like, oh, Rodgers might retire. I don't think Rodgers is leaving that $50 million on the table, <laughs> but I think Rodgers as an elite quarterback is over. I think that is over with. All right, fair. last topic. All right, the Giants, the 6-1 and one Giants at that are the most surprising team of the year so far. They have the Seahawks, Texans, and the Lions in the next three games, and they could easily be 9-1 and one by the time we get to the Thanksgiving Day showdown in Dallas. Yeah. Daniel Jones in a contract year has done enough to get the G-man here. Yep. It seems like if you don't have a top-five quarterback, it's best that you have a mobile one that doesn't make mistakes. Uh-huh. Is Daniel Jones actually good, or will this all fall through the cracks come postseason? Okay. Daniel Jones is not actually good. There we go. He is doing a good job of not turning the ball over, and I will give him credit for that. Here is going to be my most controversial take. Okay. The Giants are not good. Oh. The Giants are 6-1. and one. Their only loss is to a very good team in Dallas, and they are not good. The Giants, what they are doing in winning all of these one-score games is simply not sustainable chance their winning margins this year are one three eight five four and six i am here to tell you the giants are fool's gold now giants fans get mad at me those guys at the bodega they 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 get upset with me and dan i brian dable is not fool's gold brian dable is awesome and Saquon's been great. And Daniel Jones, he was the most fumbling player in NFL history. 
He has stopped fumbling, which has drastically changed his quality of play. And he runs the ball a lot more. The the idea that the, the, the Giants are too smart and Dable's too smart for them to think like, oh, Jones has earned a contract extension. That's not that's not going to happen. Do they maybe bring him back on a franchise tag or something? Maybe, but I don't even know that I recommend that. I actually think Jimmy G is going to end up on the Giants next year. But set that aside. That's neither here nor there. The Giants absolutely... Now, let's. you you mentioned the schedule. At Seattle, they're underdogs. They then have a bye. They're then home for Houston and Detroit. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to be 8-2 and with going into that Dallas game with two games left against Washington. So even if they lose to the good teams they have left on their schedule and they have a home game against Indy, could the Giants win 12 games? Yes. Is it on the board they win 13 games? Yes. And will I rush to the betting counter to bet against them on the road in their first playoff game? You bet your ass I will. Because here's the thing that's unfortunate for Giant fans. Given what Philly is doing, unless Philly... Now, I guess they're only one game back of Philly. The, But it is overwhelmingly likely now that the Giants, yes, they make the playoffs, and yes, they have a gaudy record, but they won't win the division, which means they'll be the five seed at best and on the road the whole way. So they'll be the five seed on the road against the winner of either, probably against either Tampa or San Francisco. And I am here to tell you, I will be betting on Tampa or San Francisco in a game against the New York Giants in the postseason. Flatly, I will be. You're not going to be able to talk me out of it. By the way, in those playoff odds, the Giants are only minus 270. So they're favorites to make the playoffs, but Vegas still thinks there's an outside shot at a collapse. Just as a for instance there, Tampa, who we just talked about how bad they've been, have the same playoff odds of minus 270. Okay, that was a 27-minute first segment. Uh, That was good. We have a lot more NFL to get to. We have a lot more of your comments to get to. By the way, uh, in the poll that we did in the live chat on YouTube, 75% said uh, Aaron Rodgers is to blame for the Packers' struggles. However, we're going to take about a 60-second break and come back and before you get back to the NFL We will talk about the disaster that was last night in the Lakers game. That and what they do with Russ, plus the rest of the NFL week seven. Do that next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right, Nick Wright, episode 86. Hope you're watching us live on YouTube. By the way, let me check. Big. This is episode 86. I was hoping we could go, you know, episode per episode as far as like, YouTube subscribers. So at 86, we'd have 86,000, 87. Because the goal is to get to 100,000 before uh, cr- January, before January and then DeMonte gets a $1,000 bonus. 
Uh, however, oh, whoops. Oh, my goodness. I just really messed up. I was trying to check right now on our YouTube page how many subscribers we have because I think we just passed uh, passed a threshold. 80 point, 80 and a half. 80.5 thousand? Oh. Okay, that's good. That's good. If we add how long until uh, New Year's? We've got, call it 10 so weeks. So we got to add 500. No, that would be wrong. Oh, so that's going to be months. hard. It's like 10 weeks, though. Got to add 2,000 a week. 2,500. 2,000 a week is going to be hard. I don't know if you're going to get that 1,000 bucks. Subscribe yeah. on YouTube, America. I'll Do us a favor. in Times Square. Yeah, uh, that'd be a good idea. Wearing one of those... Uh, <laughs> What are you, sandwich boards? Yeah. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube page. Yeah, I like it. I like that idea a lot. Bring that sign. Just make it bigger. Subscribe to the podcast. All right. Also, subscribe on YouTube, you, oh, on iTunes and Spotify and everything. All right, Demonze, before we get to our game, let's talk a little hoops. Go ahead. All right. The Lakers are 0-3 after they lost to the Blazers on Sunday. Yeah. It was so bad that we're interrupting the show or interrupting football yeah. to roast it. Yeah. Russ has been bad, but LeBron airballed a three from the logo. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, I don't give me a break. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the producer, I want to see who in our group chat of the producers sent that video and called LeBron a bad teammate. Uh, Mose. Mose is tweeting oh, yeah. out LeBron slander. LeBron James is the third oldest player in the whole league, and all he's done so far this year is give you 27, 11, and 7. 27-11-7. Last night's game, he gave you 31-8-8. Did he miss the game winner? He did miss the game winner. Should he have ever been in the position to where they needed a game winner? Of course not. He's also leading the Lakers in minutes. How is LeBron averaging more points, rebounds, assists, and minutes than Anthony Davis? How is that possible when Anthony Davis is supposed to be in his prime? But go ahead. Anthony Davis has been good. But he's been fine. Go ahead. Is, is your take going to be the LeBron is such a genius that he's been planning the tank for a Wimby? No, because they don't have their pick. Right. The Pelicans get it. <laughs> the Pelicans get the Lakers pick either this year or next year. They get to decide. And they're, they're going to, I mean, if the Lakers keep this up, yeah. but that's not the point. The point is this. Because I know football was on yesterday, so people maybe didn't see the end of the game. Get Russ out of the there. The Lakers were up by eight with four minutes left. And then they were up by five. I'm sorry, up by seven with two minutes left. And then fell apart. And here were the possessions after being up by seven. Blazers cut it to five. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, who's somehow part of the crunch time offensive lineup, misses a three by four feet. They then, the Blazers score. LeBron then does a thing LeBron's been doing his whole career. I I don't think it's always plus EV, but it's not as bad. The numbers make it look worse than it is, which is he takes a like a tough three that would be the win them the game. But he does it where the reason that would typically just be terrible. But the reason it's not terrible is he always does it at one second on the shot clock. So it's like we're up, we're up a possession or two at the with very least. What's going to happen here is we're going to use the whole shot clock, and if I make it, the game's over. Right. The Blazers then go down and score, and this is when the true travesty happens. 
There's 35 seconds left when the Blazers score. They are down one. Russ gets the ball and races up the court to take a mid-range jump shot. Takes it with 27 seconds left. 27? Damn. I thought thought it was was like 18 or something. No. Took it with 27 seconds left. In that game, by the way, in Russ's defense, he was red hot. Up to that point, he was 4 of 14. (laughs) His justification was, I wanted a (laughs) two-for-one. No, it wasn't. That's what he. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. It wasn't a tie game. Now listen, if it's a tie game, that is not a terrible play, even for it being Russ. Because if it's a tie game, yeah, two for it, one it is sense. super important to get a two for one because what you don't want is to use the whole shot clock, miss, and then the Blazers control the last shot. But the Lakers were leading. Yeah. So you were going to get a two for one no matter what. Because the Blazers, <laughs> trailing by one, were going to go fast. Because they're not idiots, and they know, down one, we want to go as fast as possible. So if we miss, you're, you're, you got plenty of time. If we miss, we foul. Worst case scenario, we're down three. Instead, Russ rushes. The team's not even up the court yet. Right. So many problems. One is, why is Russ on the court? I the uh, I I was talking to Brew this morning, and Brew was like, uh, "Listen, it's obviously a bad shot by Russ, but the Lakers got to know you can't give him the ball there. Can't give him the ball. <laughs> He's the point guard is Russ running shooting guard right now. I don't know. I don't know what he is, but I know this. Why is he on the court if we can't give him I, the ball? Exactly. Right. Can't. It's not like they gave him the ball with three on the shot clock. They inbounded to him, and he ran up the court. I, I, th- I honestly think uh, Russ is stressing ahead. you out a little bit. Got a little good luck charm for you. What's that? Hold on. You guys have something for me? I don't know what this is, but I'm telling you right now, if this is a Patrick Beverly Lakers jersey, I don't know what it is. I'll open it on the air. But they joked about it. Feel, if this is a Patrick Beverly Lakers jersey, what? Oh, look at that. You've got to be kidding me. They really bought it. (laughs) They really bought it. By the way, this this, this, this podcast might be DeMonte's flu game. (laughs) Are you all right, buddy? I don't know what's going on. Are are you all right? Uh, Maybe lay off the vape pen a little (laughs) bit. And I mean, I mean, try to get healthier. This is such garbage. I cannot believe you guys spent real money on this. And authentic. They didn't even go cheap. They they got me an authentic Patrick. I can't even believe they sell these things. That's okay. But Beverly, <laughs> amazingly, is not the problem. Right. Patrick Beverly, who this year, don't get me wrong, has been terrible. Do you know what Beverly has done this year? Everyone's killing Russ, and they should be killing Russ. But can I tell you what Beverly's... This is this accurate? This is unbelievable. This is truly unbelievable. I didn't realize this. Hmm. Beverly this year has not taken a two-pointer. Not a layup, not a mid-range shot, nothing. He has only taken threes. And he is one for five, one for six, 
one for three. So on the year, Patrick Beverly is three for 15 from three, which is actually better than the Lakers team average. Russ, on the other hand, on the year is seven for 12, 0 for 11, four for 15 from the field, and overall one for 12 from three. So Russ is shooting 29% from the field and 8% from three. (laughs) The Lakers overall on the season are shooting, hold on, where is it? Uh, 21% from three. So I guess Patrick Beverly's not above the team average. Yeah. I mean, it is gotten to this point with Russ. If you don't want to trade him yet, because you want to wait and see if there is a better trade available than the Pacers trade, you have to send him home. You can't play. You just can't. You tried bringing him off the bench. He then very conveniently got a hamstring injury and is like, yeah, I don't know about coming off the bench. By the way, sidebar, a bubbling NBA story is that Kawhi Leonard has already sat out a game and is playing like 20 minutes a night. He got hurt, I think, when Trump was president. I don't (laughs) understand how that's happened, but set that aside. Um, You got to send Russ home. You can't play him. You just can't play him. And if you're not going to pull off, if you're not going to do the trade, so be it. If you want to wait on it, he he's unplayable. Yeah, and the hamstring thing's honestly kind of annoying. Like if it's if it's false, obviously him getting hurt isn't annoying. But like, it's not great. It's, it's like the type. Of if thing it was like a threat to be like, this is what's going to happen if you. Here's what you know. What think if you were playing good? Let and me were let me revise like, the take. I would. Make him the sixth man and see if the hamstring pops back up. And if it does, fine. Then we don't even have to send you home. You're just hurt. But this is untenable. And I don't, you know what? I'm, I'm debating whether I'd make him the sixth man or just bench him entirely. But that, that decision last night was such a bleep you to his teammates, and to his coach, and to everyone. It was so bad. All right, let's get back to football. Go ahead. All right, we got a game. It's called This or That. Let's play. Yeah. First one, we got Dak and Tua. Both got wins in their return from the injuries for the Cowboys and the Dolphins. The quarterback who will have the better season, Dak or Tua? Listen, Tua tried to throw a hat trick of picks last night, and they were all dropped. It's unbelievable the luck he had last night. Beautiful. But it was his first game back. Demonze had the Dolphins and the under. The Dolphins, he was, you would have been so mad because it was Dolphins minus six and a half. And they won by six. Yeah. You you just bet the Dolphins money line in the under. Right. And it ended up working out great. I think Tua will overall have a better season. I think yeah. the Cowboys, are we talking about the Cowboys later in the show? No. Okay. All right. So then let's just do it right here for a second. I got Listen, I thought the Lions could win that game. And by the way, it was 10-6. The Lions were at the inch line, and they fumbled, and then Dallas reeled off like 14 straight, and it ended up being looking like a blowout right. when the Lions could have taken over. I can't believe the Lions didn't cover. I can't believe they didn't cover the seven when it looked like they could have won. But I got to give the Dallas defense credit, man. 
Every week they step up. Yep. And that Lions offensive line is awesome. And it didn't matter. They still, what did they force Goff into? Five turnovers? I think they forced Goff into five turnovers. I know, or no, Goff maybe had four turnovers and the Lions had five turnovers. Whatever it is, I, I have I think I've picked against the Cowboys, and not necessarily in our gambling picks, but overall, I think I've picked them on television to lose every single week. And they're <laughs> five and two. Right. And so the the one game I might have picked them to win was the Giants game, which they lost. Which um no, they they won that game. Uh so listen, I give them credit. That defense has been even better than advertised, but Dak, Dak was not great by any stretch yesterday. Now his right. first game back, we'll see. But the weapons the Dolphins have, Tua just has to be a one read guy, and they can still against most teams make things happen. He was really rusty yesterday. They escaped with a win, so they're going to be fine. I think the Dolphins are a playoff team. Cowboys are a playoff team. But amazingly, I actually think Tua is going to have the better year. doesn't mean I trust Tua more, but I think he's going to have the better year. All right, next. All right, Baltimore won Sunday, but once again had trouble closing the game out. Lamar went for only 120 passing yards and 60 rushing yards. Lamar has earned an extension or showed limitations. Both. Both of them. Yeah, I mean, listen. The Lamar was playing like an MVP the first three weeks of the year. Yeah. But I I don't know that anyone could. He's like almost mid now. I'm sorry. I I don't love that phraseology. Almost mid. Okay. It's not the almost part. Oh, it's just mid. It's the mid part. Listen, Lamar hasn't been good in a month. Yeah. And now he's going to get the extension and he has earned the extension. But and I can only say this so many times. The conversation, you know what? I'm going to try to lay it out the best I possibly can. The Lamar Jackson conversation, the, the Lamar Jackson, the football player conversation, is a great microcosm for how broken we are as a society along racial lines. So let me explain that quickly. Lamar got attacked and discounted and questioned by a lot of folks before the draft, and it was obviously tinged, if not overt, racial implications about his intelligence, the position he should be playing, all these things. So that was awful and gross. He then, by the way, was unbelievable and won an MVP his first year, all this stuff. However, when I say how broken we are racially, This is not a both sides are equally complicit thing, but this is where both sides have dishonest actors thing. Because of that, some of the smartest football commentators who also happen to be pretty typically very progressive people, very uh, forward-thinking people, and people that make it very important to be anti-racist. Because of that, a lot of those people have just pretended they don't see any limitations to him when they're obviously there. And because they don't want to be lumped into the category of the folks that were attacking this awesome player, clearly because they didn't think a black quarterback you know, of his style could succeed, they now are disregarding the fact that no matter what race Lamar was, the guy has significant limitations as a passer. Now, does he make up for it as a runner, as an athlete? All of those things. 
For the most part, usually, yes. This past month, has he? Barely. This past month, have the Ravens been in situations where if Lamar played better, they would have won? Of course. The Ravens are. They, they beat New England, and Lamar was unbelievable in that game, right? I'm, if we just go back since the Miami game. So they beat the Jets week one. Who cares? The Miami game, they lose, but Lamar was unbelievable. They beat New England because Lamar was great. That was week three. Week four against Buffalo, they blow a 17-point lead in large part because of Lamar's two late turnovers. Week five against Cincinnati, they win in a lot of ways despite Lamar's mediocre performance, okay? They score 19 points, they win. Week six against the Giants, Lamar has two late turnovers, including one horrible one, and they lose because of it. And then yesterday against Cleveland, Lamar throws for 120 and he ran the ball for 60 yards. That was fine. But we've got to be able to have multiple thoughts at once that one of them can be the folks that said Lamar would never make it as an NFL quarterback were obviously wrong. A lot of them made themselves look incredibly foolish and also say Lamar now in year four, is it year four or year five? This is, you know what I'm, no, this is year five. Okay. Lamar, because Mahomes is in year six. Lamar is the fifth year. Yeah, this is year five. Lamar now in year five, we wish he would be a little more sophisticated as a passer. And that in gotta have it, gotta have passing situations that he had evolved more. Those are fair. Lamar's MVP, unanimous MVP year, he had 36 touchdowns, six picks, and a 113 rating. The next year, 26 to nine touchdowns, interceptions, and 99 rating. Last year, 16 to 13 and an 87 rating. Well, he was hurt. This year, 13 to six and a 92 rating. Better than last year but still worse than his second and third year. Those things can be true, and people can't be afraid to say it just because you feel like he got unfairly criticized. It's like patronizing yeah. the way he's talked about sometimes. So with all that said, you know, he's still, without a doubt, one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league, and those guys get extensions. Right. Damn, Kyler Murray got an extension. I'm not sure he's one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the league. So Lamar's earned the extension. But he's got to play better. All right, next. All right, two weeks ago, Josh Allen had 370 yards in the first half. This week, Joe Burrow had 345. Both had an opportunity to break the single-game record but cooled off pretty late. Who was eventually breaking the record, Allen or Burrow? All right, and this record has stood since 1951. Norm Van Brocklin said it. I thought it was 1954, but I might be wrong. No, I probably just have that wrong in my head because the record's 554 yards. It's crazy that a passing record has stood for 70 years. The, the odds are neither break it. But of those two, the more likely one is Joe Burrow. And here's why. Because Josh Allen, when he did what he did a few weeks ago, his defense was shutting down the opponent and they just went in cruise control the rest of the way. Yesterday, when Burrow did what he did, his team allowed 10 points at the end of the half. Right. And he almost had to sling it around some more. 
I trust the Bills defense so much more than the Bengals offense, the Bengals defense, that I think it's way more likely that a game that Joe Burrow is on fire, that it's still a close game late. Because the reason nobody has broken this record, it's not because nobody could, it's because there's been a lot of instances like this where a guy's in the 400s midway through late in the third, up. but they, yeah, up 30. And so they just put it in cruise control. I thought he was going to break it yesterday. When Atlanta scored those points at the end of the half to make it 28-17, I was like, he's going to break this damn record. But he didn't, obviously. All right, next. All right, the Jets are 5-2, and two and Zach Wilson still hasn't lost. Meanwhile, Geno Smith just went into L.A. and took out Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who supposedly had the NFL's most talented roster. More surprising start, Jets or the Seahawks? I'm going to say the Jets, but they're both shocking. And if we go back to, we want to talk about my worst bets ever. Let me find it real quick. I think the Seahawks probably make you feel better. What do you mean? As far as like their story this season? Well. Um, with their, their success makes you feel better? I'm just mad at myself, though, because if you remember, you know, I was fading Russ so much. Yeah. And then I just assigned the Seahawks being like the worst team in the league. And I should have been like, hold on. Like those two things like maybe were conflict. Problem. But when I talk about a terrible bet, remember before the year when I did that one? So I did one big parlay of make playoffs and miss playoffs. The make one, I'm feeling all right about. Kansas City, Baltimore, Indy, and San Francisco. That was, now Indy's losing to the Titans this week. Indy might screw me on that. But the, I think the Niners are going to be fine. Baltimore, Kansas City will make playoffs. My miss playoffs bet. Now, I'm looking at these. I had Denver to miss the playoffs at plus money. That was a great bet. Cleveland missed the playoffs at minus 170. That was a great bet. But I did that one parlay. And these were the four teams I had. And I think right now, if the playoffs started today, they might all be in. <laughs> New England. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Atlanta, yeah. who's alive. The Jets and the Seahawks. Now, the, the, none of those teams are locks, but one of them's going to make it, and I'm going to lose that bet. So that's, uh, but it, go ahead. What were you about to say? I was just about to say, like, this NFL season, it seems like none of the teams were really what you expected, or like anybody expected them to be before the season started. Like, a lot of bad teams, or supposedly bad teams, turned out to be good, and a lot of teams that you thought were going to be great aren't, are very mediocre. I guess with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So I'm I'm looking at my preseason wins, my, my preseason totals. So I had Baltimore at ten and a half as a strong over. That one's going to come down to the wire. Right. I had Indy at nine and a half as a over. That's going to lose. I had Jacksonville at six and a half as an over. I still think they're going to get there. We'll talk about them in a minute. I had KC at 10.5 as an over. That's going to win easily. I had New England at 8.5 as an under. That's going to come down to the wire. I had the Giants at 7.5 as an under. That's lost. That's dead. That's gone. I had the Niners at 9.5 as an over. That's going to come down to the wire. And I had Tampa at 11.5 as my strongest under. And that one's almost already won. You know what I mean? They're three and four right. at 11 and a half, six losses, and that's in. So I'm going to do okay on those. A lot of it's going to come down to week 17 or 18. I'm going to do good on my miss playoffs, uh, make playoffs bets. The Patriots, again, I had missing the playoffs. 
So I got I need them to fall apart. And then if you remember, I did the division winner parlay of Buffalo, Kansas City, and Indy at plus 600. Indy losing two to the Titans might kill that bet. So that one might be dead. And then I had the Kansas City-San Francisco Super Bowl at 50-1. to one. Yeah, And they added McCaffrey in the NFC. Like So that one, so I'm going to do okay on those. We'll see how they will update you on those later on in the year. But looking at those to answer this question, I didn't see the Jets or the Falcons come. What was the question? Jets or Seahawks? Yeah. I probably should have seen the Seahawks coming more. The Jets, though, did just lose Brees Hall. They're awesome running back to an ACL. Zach Wilson still. I don't, has Zach Wilson thrown for 200 yards in any of these games? I'm going to check real quick. And then I know we're so late today. Five. But it's in. Say it again. Five. Week five, he threw. Uh, he did? I, I feel like it. You feel like it or you were just told that? You're just saying it off the top of your head. I feel like it. All right. You were right. Week five, he threw for 210. Oh, yeah. And the first one against Pittsburgh, he threw for 250. It's the last two weeks. He's thrown for 110 and 121. Uh, so the Jets are, they're, they're both pretty shocking, but the Jets are more shocking. All right, last one. All right. Sadness. You once again bet on the Jags, and they once so again choked away a Another late Another fumble going into the end zone. I just can't believe this team. Yeah. I can't believe this team. As your son, it is my responsibility to hold an intervention or delete Fox Bet app off of your phone while you're L- sleeping. You don't have to do either. I'm done betting on the Jags. There we go. For at least a month. For <laughs> I'm not okay. I, I, for at least a month. I can't do it anymore. I can't. This team's up four. They won't kick a field goal to go up seven. They're fumbling going into the end zone. They're just. It's just heartbreaking watching this team. It is heartbreaking watching this team play. The Jags. And I know I keep saying, you know, I'll hurry. It was show so long today. I apologize. I just want to tell you. Week one against Washington, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the lead. Is that? Yeah. At the two-minute warning, they lose. Week four against Philly, they are up 14-0 before you even get home to watch the game. They lose. And I was in on that one. Week five against Houston. Houston has six points with four minutes left. They have another goal line turnover. They lose. Week six against Indy. They have the lead with 30 seconds left. They lose. Week seven against the Giants. They have the lead with six minutes left. They lose. So this team should be god dog five and two. They're two and five. Not to play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. But uh you don't like them against the Broncos this week. They're at uh favor, in London. Favor, they're favored by four. In London. Are they really favored by four? Yep. No, I'm done. I've told you. Listen, it might be Brett Rippon against Trevor Lawrence. I no, I'm done. I'm not betting the Jags until, until Thanksgiving. We will re- mar- keep me to this. I'm not betting them. I'm not including them in my picks until at least Thanksgiving. We need a a hard reset on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We answer your guys' questions from the chat next. What's right? We 
With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp. Restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. All right, welcome back in. What's right, Nick Wright? Final segment. We're going to answer your questions here. I'll try to do these quickly since this show, this is going to be our first show that's over an hour and 10-minute runtime. A lot going on. Demonze's had some issues in this segment having the right dock open. Do you have the one with the live questions on there, or do we need to switch it? No, I've got it. You've got it? Got All right. It. We're starting off with Armand. Armand. All right. What's Armand want to know? Armand says, Demonze, big fan. What are your thoughts on the Celtics after one week? This is a question for Demonze? Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, this is your team, your Celtics. Go ahead. What First are your thoughts? Question. I love it, man. I think that uh, I love the Celtics, obviously. I think that Jason Tatum got that wake up call that he needed. And he got a little bit of a, a taste of what it's like to play in the championship last year. And I think that he's coming with it this year. But sadly, I. I mean, obviously, there hasn't been enough of the season. I think that if they don't make it this year, that it's like problematic in the following years. But um, I'll always ride with them. I uh, hope you're. Uh, I mean, Tatum. Listen, Tatum's averaging 35 a game. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously way too early for MVP discussions. But Tatum has been as good as anyone in the league through three games. Right. And they're three and zero. Oh. And I also bet on him to hit the first shot tonight. You're doing first. Hold on. Make sure you're talking in the mic. Too. Yeah. We'll do it. Um. You're doing first shot bets? Yeah, I did three of them, actually, in the same game. Okay, it, well, it they, the odds. No, it decreases the... It doesn't. Not when you're betting five bucks a piece. Okay, no, whether you're doing five... Okay, but just so you know, your best case scenario is losing two and winning one. I understand that. What are the odds on these look, first shot bets? If Al Horford hits the shot, I get 70 bucks. And Let me... I'm, hold on, can yeah, I see? Look, look at them. I profit off of every single one. All right, maybe 15 bucks on one of them. But it's like you, Okay, you but so it. here's the All right, so I get, so you have you have Zach Levine at plus 750, Tatum at plus 410, and Al Horford at plus 1300. So can I tell you how how to do this? Tell Not how that. to do this, but how to do the math on it, I'm saying. So you have risked $15, right? So but it, 750 and 410 Add those things together. Uh, so we're at 12 or 1160. 
plus 1300. So we're at, call it 25. So you, you're 25 to three over the th- course of the three bets. So you're getting essentially the way to look at it is this you are getting about plus 800 on the group. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. you're getting about eight to one that Levine, Tatum, or Horford will make the first basket. Not terrible. Okay. Now I look at it like that. It's not terrible. Like, no, I just got to, you got to make sure because the Tatum thing is plus 410. So he's only four to one. And if he makes it, it's right. really it's only less. I get the least payout. But also you lose the other ones. So it's really the Tatum one is really only like plus 210 for you because you lose the other two bets. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I definitely would just say. I get it. But okay, that's not terrible though. All right, next. All right, so we got Wayne Kerr. If Nick if Nick's lock of the week is wrong again this week, he should have to wear the Beverly jersey. Okay, that's never happening. It's By the way, I never think that's a custom-made Patrick Beverly jersey. Well, of course they don't sell those. No one's going <laughs> to go to the store and give me a Patrick <laughs> Beverly jersey. It has to be custom-made. Um I can't believe I've lost six locks in a row. Whoa, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's I've lost six locks in a row. Somebody and this week, actually, I think the Miami one, I lost by a half point. Go ahead. Somebody tweeted me and said that uh, I think that Demonze Bird should take over the locks of the week. Okay, well, that's great. I'm glad <laughs> somebody tweeted you and said that. Next. All right, Jonathan says, if Daniel Jones is still bad, then Trevor Lawrence shouldn't be on an NFL roster. Gap between the two this season has been enormous. I test. I test, Jonathan. Good question, Jonathan. It's not even a, a question. Statement. It's a statement. Yeah, good statement. It, I, Jonathan, save that for your own <laughs> podcast. I, I'm I'm out here telling you we're not doing quarterback wins. Trevor Lawrence is obviously better than Daniel Jones. I'm not going to debate it. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to engage in any of this nonsense. Show sounds dumb when we do that. Next. All right, Holden says. Hey, Nick, I'm a freshman right now at Newhouse, just like you were. I was wondering what advice you could give me to what advice you could give to a freshman like me who wants to be a part of the industry. Thanks. I really love your work. All right. Well, that, that that's a longer talk than we have time for right here because I got to get to the TV show. What I would say is you're already ahead of the game uh, watching this podcast and going to Syracuse, of course. We're really just watching the podcast. Good for you, buddy. Um, at Syracuse specifically, but this is for every school. Get involved in as much of the student media as you can. But the, la- the the real piece of advice I would give to young people that want to do something like this is start doing it. And do not concern yourself with following or followers or subscribers. And I know that sounds weird because I'm always begging for subscribers or whatever. So, uh, different ballgames. Yeah. And in fact, I would argue doing it without a following is a positive right now. Because we all are terrible at it in the beginning. Terrible. So you want to be able to find your voice. You want to be able to find what your niche is going to be. And doing it in anonymity is super useful. So if you want, like, starting a YouTube page and starting a podcast, but do not worry about if the only person listening to it is your family. It doesn't matter. You just need to get the reps. Like, it, it takes so long to just not suck at this, that you want to get as many reps as possible while you're in school. That way you're closer to not sucking when you get out of school. So that would, it is the, it is so hard to cut through in this like saturated environment, especially if you're doing it totally on your own. So still the best way to do it 
is to get good enough to have somebody hire you that already has an audience and a platform. The way to do that is to get the reps in. And if you're at Syracuse, I couldn't recommend WAER strongly enough. And if you work at WAER or you go there, stop by the talk show studio, which is named after me. And that's my picture on the wall. Go ahead. <laughs> you heard that, Holden? All right. Dan asks, Demonze, will you be watching the Celtics, Bulls, Nets, Celtics, Bulls, Nets, Grizzlies, or Monday Night Football tonight? Um, I'm definitely watching the Celtics game. I mean, I've, I, I got to be there for at least the first shot. Oh, oh but, that's um, right. <laughs> shot, you're locked in. Uh, but we got the, this is actually where our office setup is perfect. Yeah. In that we've got, we've got three TVs in like an upside down triangle. Right. So we'll have Monday Night Football on the main screen, and then we'll have various NBA games that we kind of recycle like, through on right. the top screen. Uh, so DeMonte will be able to watch all of them. Nets, Grizzlies, hold on a second. Wait a minute. That game better. That game's in. That game's got to be in Memphis, right? If that game's in. Okay. Yeah, it's in Memphis. I was going to be like. You go to the game. Go to the game. You know where we are going, though, on Thursday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. PGA. Not PGA Tour. But no. The soccer thing? No, the World Cup? Yeah. The World no, Cup. that's in Qatar. Mm-hmm. And it's. Doesn't start for oh Nets Nets Mavericks Nets Mavs Luca Nets Mavs I'm gonna miss the first quarter of Bucks Ravens in order to watch watch Luca in person I'm I'm very excited for you and us yes but uh did you see the the pass that he threw yeah do you think that was a pass or a shot I think it was 100 percent a pass. I don't know what it was, but it was on. If it's, I mean, pass, way, it's one of the greatest passes ever. Lucas said that there's no way that I'm going up for a layup and not hitting the back of the rim. Or not the hitting rim the rim. Or something like it's that. It's a good take. You know, that's a great take. All right, this has been an excellent show. Oddly enough, it started with Demonte furious with me because I had the audacity to be mad at him for getting, for, for getting part Hold of on. his equipment. But oh, we rallied. Oh, you were mad. No. You were mad, buddy. I've we're, actually got a piece to speak on that, but we were go ahead. live. No, what do you mean? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say whatever you want. Uh, air it out here. Demonte forgot his AirPods and I got annoyed. His dreams come true here. The guy, no, Demonte forgot his AirPods and I and I had the audacity to be like, "Well, that's a problem. You need them." No, and he's all angry. Stop. Because I don't Why miss it when it comes to the pod. Well, I feel, you, I, you you don't I feel like I'm pretty. I'm pretty on it. You are. I feel like I'm pretty on it. And the one time for me to like, I just I, got, it's not like I forgot my whole case. No. I brought the case and the AirPods aren't in here. We're it's in like, there. Oh, the ones. Oh, geez. Well, all I said, listen, problem, buddy, man. I said, I said, that's a big problem. <laughs> I And you know what? I stand by it. Big problem. You got no. Uh, yeah, maybe wait. they could have told me that it was the bills earlier. We're, we're lo- exactly right. <laughs> they could have been like, hey, dummy, you're, you look ridiculous right now. So I was like, do you want my AirPod? Like, what do you want? Monty's all in the, we were like 90 <laughs> seconds to air America. And Monty was angry. He was like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me. I could tell he's like, you always picking on me, finding something I did wrong. I forget one thing, make a big deal out of it. And Demonze also was sharp because I we were on a pre-show call and I hung up the call and I said to him, I was like, yo, are you upset? And Demonze was like, yo, man, we have hot mics right now. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> All that happened. But we, we rallied. I love you. Great show. Good job. All right. We will be back on Thursday. Have a great day, everybody.